previously on Unbalanced Encounters. June, you are standing on a sand dune, and you see an entrance into something beneath the dunes, jutting out from the sand. The floor bottoms out beneath you, and I need you to please make me a death-saving throw. And all of a sudden, you are wrenched from the sands, and your mother says, I need you to find me. The camera deadpans to guard's book sitting on the table and just sit there for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh, shit. <laughs> you find a notebook, another book, De Habitu Deorum, On the Habits of Gods, and a letter. Is this the excuse she gave? This is code, isn't it? Is this some kind of sapphire sister code? Oh, boy. We must have triggered something. Isaac, jam the handle in that hole right there. If you're trying to be quiet while you're doing this, listen, no. The ambient light of this room seems to react in a strange way. You see the little flash of light. Something magical is happening. Something is watching us. Fucking shut her up, hurry up. We don't know how long they're gonna take. And I'm gonna flip my ax so I'm hitting him with the broad side of it. <laughs> That's my boy. Get me out of this fucking hellhole. Kill the other guy. Say I did it. You can hide with us. That wasn't part of the plan. You son of a bitch. Welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the only show that dares to ask, if you can't trust your own dismembered hostages, who can you trust? I'm your host, Patrick Perini. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Howdy. No one said trust was involved in this <laughs> transaction. No I trust everyone we've met so far. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, a lot sort of happening at the moment. So I would like to take a second and just sort of briefly refresh where we left the action in the last episode. The party had split. We had Isaac and Guard in one group, Harissa and June in another. Harissa and June had snuck into the gubernatorial archives that sort of double as Grand Matron Riley Trent's office, absconded with several missives and discovered that that room was booby-trapped with the same paralytic darts from your fight in Beetleback. While Isaac and Guard made the circuitous route around this fortress to eventually get down to the dungeon, where they discovered that the two guards that had been charged with protecting, heavy air quotes, <laughs> the prisoners that you brought back from Beetleback, uh, the assassin that tried to kill himself with cyanide, and Robbie Waldeck, the elephant driver that guard dismembered, they were being attacked by those guards. And you interrupted that attack, you killed both of those guards freed Rami, and that's where we left the two of you. 
we're going to pick up a little bit later. And about the same time that Isaac and Guard are having that conversation with Rami, wrapping that up, we cut back to June and Harissa. The two of you have gathered up all of this information, a spare dart, the letter, the diary, and an old imperial text on the habits of gods, and have returned to your suite. And I think that, like, the two of you have put on a pot of tea, right? It is sort of the small hours of the morning, and you are in this relatively kind of safe, enclosed space. There's one entrance here. You've got your four sort of separate bedrooms that are windowless and very well protected. Sphinx is snoring loudly in Harris's room. And the two of you have a quiet moment to reflect on everything that has happened in the past few days. I like to imagine the room is just like strewn June has just dropped everything that is not just like her personal clothing. Like her bow staff is down, her pack is somewhere just else. Shedding bric a brac everywhere. Yeah, just fingers like combing through the short hair so it's sticking straight up. <laughs> I think uh, while June was doing this, Safra was um, busying herself with making the tea and. She turns to June with a bit of a nostalgic smile and says, You know, the last time we had tea together, it was when you invited me to your home for the first time. And I remember remarking on the curtains. They were nice curtains. Yeah. Pretty sure Mama probably picked those out. Uh, I'm glad we could do this again. I just hate that it's here. This is such a clusterfuck. Welcome to life, June. Unfortunately, nothing is easy. Nothing goes how you would expect. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. I feel like I wasn't prepped for any of this. I, like, my folks didn't even try to, <laughs> they just went and made their own decisions, and Mama's left me with all of this shit. It makes no sense. I don't feel like I was prepped for this life. I'm just kind of milling around about it, so I'm glad that I have friends like you to help me with this because I don't think I'd believe any of it or know where to start. <sighs> I agree with you with parents not really prepping you for the life you end up leading. I think they prep you for the life they want you to have. And my parents, like yours, did... <laughs> A number on me, I tell you that. And a part of me hates them for that. And I will resent them for a long time for treating me the way they did and making me think the way I do now as an adult. 
and the other half of me, the one that wants to forgive them, tries to remember that they were doing it with the best intentions. They were doing what they knew how to do, what they were taught, things like this. Doesn't make it any better, but it helps me understand. But the thing that I do now is take those lessons and use them in my own way. Use them to forge my own experience and my own lessons and learn things for myself. Which is what you need to do now, June. Now you have basically left the nest. They may not have taught you how to fly, but you have it in you already. Yeah, they just kind of hope that everybody else kind of throw me up in the air, tell me how to flap. I think it is on each of us to get on that branch and throw ourselves into the wind. No one can be expected to do that for us. And this is you. This is you are standing on that branch now, ready to fly. And you're ready. It's scary, but you're ready. I feel like it's the branch is breaking. All the more reason to open your wings, my dear. Can I ask you something? Sure, I am starting to sound more and more like my grandmother, so now is the now is the time, if there ever was one. And she's sipping on her tea. <laughs> I've <laughs> I, I know you've talked you've talked about your grandmother a bit. But I haven't heard you talk much about your parents until recently. Uh, your dad seems like a real piece of work. You don't seem too at ease when he's around. Um, is it is it okay if I ask you, like, what what was it like growing up with them? Safra takes a deep breath and stares into her tea for a moment, sort of swirling the cup around a bit while she thinks about this. Like you, I have grown disappointed in my parents, but I think for me it started at a much younger age. But... I grew up with unreachable expectations. Oh, that's how it felt at the time. Nothing I did was good enough. No matter how hard I tried, I could never be the gleaming daughter they wanted. I tried, I tried. My mother would constantly ask for more. Nothing was good. No matter what I did, it was a mistake. It was wrong. And my father, he said nothing and I think in a way that was just as bad and my Grammy Rosa she was the only one who would tell me that I was still special even if I did make a mistake you can learn from these things, and I am still special regardless of my flaws, and I am worthy. I 
still struggle to believe these things now, but... Yes. So, when I was old enough to spread my wings, or maybe perhaps not old enough, but did it anyway, I leaped from that branch. I fell a lot. <laughs> the wind blew me into all sorts of walls and trees, and I feel like I am stronger now because of it. That sounds really tough. And kind of lonely. I think it is as lonely as you want it to be. June, if you would like, you can roll me an insight check. <laughs> Let's go. If you would like a copy of uh, Safra's self-help book, please head to the website. <laughs> <laughs> unbalanced patreon.com slash unbalanced encounters <laughs> coming soon uh, that's a 17 june on a, on a 17 i think that you are kind of staring into your mug of tea and you catch a little reflection of light off of its surface and you kind of glance up and in that way that when you aren't suspecting it sometimes you can catch a glimpse of bond you see that the bonds that are tying Harissa to the world and to the people mentioned in her recollections are thin and wiry in a way that underscores your assertion. It does sound lonely. And while Harissa might not feel lonely, those connections are weaker than they might be for someone else. It really speaks to your character. Being able to pull through and, you know, if we're still going with the flying metaphors, like, you know, fly so high in your own path. June, let me ask you a question. Would you regret not trying? Maybe not right away. So I think the first things I think of is, what am I trying for? My parents are gone. Well, you know, hopefully we can find Ma, but that relationship with her doesn't feel real anymore. I've got, I've got you guys, and I, I love you all very much the closest thing to family that I've got but it's easy for me to question at first like why even try but then I think about who I don't want to be and the situation that I don't want to put the people in that I love in and how much I want to protect them do my best for them. There is no other choice. I have to try. Girl, I want to come over there and smack you upside the head. You do not do this for others. You learn to fly for you. Because you want to see the world from a better perspective. You do not do it for other people. 
Would you regret not doing this for you? June, I think in this moment, there's just a little glimmer of a memory that we've actually seen before of you far too young learning how to climb the tallest tree that you could find. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what I want for me. I know that there are things that make me happy, that bring me joy. And I think there's just been so much hurt that has kind of shrouded that. And that's why I think we need to find Mama. It's just too much coincidence, that that dream where I failed most of my death rolls and stuff (laughs) that you've (laughs) been there before. I want to sort this out. I want to see her. And I'm so scared to see her. At that moment, you all hear as guard kicks the door in. <laughs> Just, we barge in. <laughs> and guard and Isaac storm back into their sweet uh, smuggling a harried, one-armed elephant driver into the room. I'm going, I'm going. Jesus, get your hands off of me. Good, good job, God. good job. Closes the door locks fuck. What is... We have to be secret and quiet. You know, you ladies maybe should lock the door when you're going to be having clandestine conversations in the room. How long have you been eavesdropping at the door, you creep? Hmm? hmm? Yeah. Hmm? We don't have time to eavesdrop. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, you learned f- nothing. It's fine. We didn't what the fuck anything. is this? Hmm? June's gonna grab her bow staff I... and point it at the lady. Listen, that's a, it's, a, it's a nice stick. I appreciate the craftsmanship. Please don't kill me. She's fine. What do you mean she's fine? Who? I mean, look at me. I'm fine. Yeah. I... Isaac? This is the elephant driver that tried to uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. attack That's all of I us. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Um, I have a name. I mean, common courtesy. Come on. Isaac. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Safra is already pissed off because her tea has spilt on herself from having jumped when they barged in the door. So she's just like, I need answers like right now. And she's just like glaring at Isaac. Like what? Listen, boss, you're in charge. Go ahead and tell him what the plan is. Boss. Boss. Anyways, we uh we got we got a lead on some nonsense going on within the city. And our friend here said that they would be happy to assist us as long as we could get them out. You know, as much as I love these arrangements we've been given, maybe this isn't the best place to have this discussion. Really? Wow. I mean, we've we're, we've been sitting here talking about a book that we stole, a diary that we stole, and a forged letter from Mama. Yeah, but this person is supposed to, well, apparently has already had one assassination attempt on them in the past hour. So maybe we shouldn't have them just, you know, hanging out in where we rest. Yes, I'd, I'd prefer not to stay here for too, too terribly long. Shut up. 
Let me get this straight. You, when you went down there to interrogate, speak to someone was trying to kill her? Yes. Nearly succeeded too, am I dead? Yes. So, you know, there are possibly individuals that we thought were allies that aren't allies and, you know, speaking certain words in certain arenas isn't the best. Does Hank know that you grabbed her? No. no. And he should not find out. That would be really bad. Did you kill people? Did we kill people? We maybe kill one or two people, you know, those gods. But the gods were bad guys. I killed two people, remember? That's the whole point of the thing. Oh, right. They're not going to believe that you did it with these two. Oh, my God. The plan was that these two would let me go right about now, and I would claim that I simply killed both of the guards and escaped. No, no, we never put a time limit on this. Nice try. All right, so... Was that not the plan? No, the plan was to get this person... He just refuses to say her name at this point. That's a joke. Um, To their elephant in exchange for information about what had been going on with the attack on us. And I would really appreciate my end of the bargain right about now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We might have an idea about that, too, uh, Arissa. I think Safra is just sort of um, just quietly listening to everything, and you can kind of see her eyes darting backwards and forwards as she's kind of like processing all of the kind of information and deciding what to do next. We need to leave right now, because everything we have found, while you two have found strays, We are not safe here. No one is safe here. We have to get out of the city and then we can bargain whatever it was that was bargained. But you could get me to my elephant and I could be on my way. We will do that once we're out of the city. I have a better idea that is actually the complete opposite of leaving the city. Isaac? Follow me. And he just turns, open, unlocks the door, and you <laughs> go to unlock the door, and we cut. Ooh, Ashante. Oh, we're all gonna die. Ashante. <laughs> just a few moments after Guard and Isaac circumvented Alistair Wayne and his compatriots in the center courtyard. Alistair bids a good evening to both of the men that he was with. Looks left, looks right. Steps into the hall. Bumps into the shoulder of Quan Axtrummer. Quan, what are you still doing here? You need to leave, Quan. You need to get out of here right now. I, I, what do you mean? I'm... I had to stay late. I had some things I had to cross-reference. I had a report I had to leave for the the Lord Governor. What's wrong? I got a bad feeling, Quan. If you would be so kind, I will escort you to the nearest secure exit. Don't do it, Quan! Don't do it! Run away! Stranger danger! And we see the two of them walk down 
<laughs> an extraordinarily long hallway and toward the end. Alistair looks over his shoulder, looks back at Quan, takes out a royal dagger. No, don't do this. Jams it into the wall. A panel slides back. Fucking hell, Pat. Quan kind of looks at him askance and Alistair says, These tunnels lead out to the old Colosseum. They'll be able to get you safely home from there. I would I would go. I would go now. Summit sus. I don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like none of this. Alistair fucking sus. We see Quan slip past into this hallway, choosing on a moment to trust this man. And the panel slides shut behind him and the dagger pops out. Resheathes it quickly. And he turns around into the chests of the men that he was with in the courtyard. Agra Wardens about to be deployed. Allegedly. Midnight stroll there, Alistair. I was simply checking up on some security matters. Do you gentlemen need something? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we we do. We uh we need we need you. And it kind of pokes his chest. Alistair takes a step back, reaches for the glaive on his back, and blood red vines <gasps> burst out of his wrist, wrapping themselves around his forearm and yanking it into his shoulder where it begins to tie it against him. Oh, shit. What? And the two men circle around to behind him and they kind of <clears throat> kick his knees out from under him and he drops to the ground. And we see someone step out of the shadows. A tall man, olive skins, shaved head, a little beard and mustache, very neatly, very neatly trimmed with just the hint of gray. He is wearing mahogany splint mail underneath blood red vestments and he is sort of clutching at his gloves no alistair you're such a chore i do hate to get my and i mean hate to get my hands dirty you shouldn't have done it you know all you had to do was play along. And he takes one gloved hand and kind of crushes it into a fist and the blood red vines <laughs> tighten around Alistair's throat and chest. Ugh, you are all always destined to lose this war. It was foolish of you to go against the whims of the Empressar. But hey, I'm feeling generous. What do you say I give you one last chance? What's that? Can't say it sounds like a yes. What a shame. And he snaps. And the vines 
constricts to the point where he starts to turn blue. And we see this man turn around and we follow him down the hallway. And we hear the echoes of boots clacking against sandstone cobbles as he reaches the end of the hallway, looks left, looks right, seemingly trying to get his bearings, remember where he needs to go. He turns right and he sees one of the fountains is on. Uh-oh. Ah, that must have been what they were doing. Well, that explains the notice. So careless. So impossibly careless. Ah, gracious. I thought this was going to be a little bit more difficult. All right, well, off we go. And he begins to move clockwise down the hall, around the corner. And he reaches the fountain that was under construction, the one immediately outside of your suite. Oh, fuck. God damn. (laughs) I'm about to have a fucking aneurysm. And he goes to reach for the door. And we cut back. And Isaac, as you open the door, you see Horace Alzarun with a face as white as a fucking sheet. Isaac, what are you doing awake? Well, you know, I was planning on taking a midnight stroll. Get with... in the room. Get in the room right oh, now. Now we go back. And we were remote. just leaving. And he slips in and the door shuts <laughs> and he says, lock that. Good call. And he yeah. locks the door. You're just leaving. That's good. That's serendipitous. That's you have a prisoner in here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you all okay? Are you all accounted for? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, but this must be a lot worse than I just put together that it was. Yes. I have uh, no idea what you're talking about, but we've had several wardens go missing. One of my men is dead. I am not sure what is about to happen, but I do not think that it is going to be good. Harris, your brothers have been tasked with getting the Lord Governor and the Grand Matron to a safe house. Okay. I don't trust them. With your brothers? brothers? No, obviously. <laughs> guard, guard slowly turns and looks at both of you guys. Silently, like, really? Like, I. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that thought. Okay. <laughs> the Grand Matron and the Lord Governor. I do not know if they are participant in this conspiracy. I do not know what is happening in this moment, but things are not going well, and neither of them are prioritizing the Elder God. Well, I am not sure about Hank. He may just be a pawn, he may just be manipulated, but Trent, we have some pretty damning evidence we found this evening, didn't we, June? (gasps) Collect all of your things we need to leave here in a matter of minutes. I assume a place this important would have a secret exit. You see just the slightest little grin tug on the corner of your father's face it it does indeed oh he's like my baby girl's all grown up (laughs) (laughs) 
there is a panel by the water entrance and you guys look up and you see that there is you know kind of one of those water features that brings fresh water into the room in this little diverted kind of channel and he says that brick there use this and he pulls out an agro royal dagger and hands it to harissa that is the key it will open up a panel that will lead to a series of tunnels. Isaac, you should be familiar with these tunnels. Yes, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Insight check. <laughs> On whom? <laughs> On Isaac. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for doubting Alistair now, you know? Oh, so No, sorry. that's a six. <laughs> Uh, Isaac probably does know. I mean, yeah. uh, genuinely, Man, June, I think... Isaac's so smart. I think on a six, you're like, why does Isaac, why is Isaac addressing this like he doesn't know? Like, why did I... Why, is, why does it sound sarcastic? Like, he, he, he does genuinely know about these songs. He's been um, reading that book too much. That's what it right. is. Keep him on the toes at all times. <laughs> I will escort you all as far as the edge of this compound, and then I will go to the safe house with your brothers. All right. Spinks! Five minutes, hurry up! I'm gonna look to Rami. Is there anything you need before we make our escape? I genuinely just want out of here. Get me to my elephant or I'll be out of your hair! No problem! Bing, bang, boom! Okay, I'm gonna pick her up and put her on my shoulders. Okay, um, I suppose this might be a little bit faster than trying to keep up. I am, at this point, pretty severely malnourished. They haven't really fed me in several days. All right, all right. We get it. You've had a tough time. All right. Yeah, and if they capture you, who's to say that you won't? No, correction. You're going to snitch on all of us, so you come with us. That's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> okay. Could I get, please, a group survival check? We're going to say, we're going to say that this is a relatively low DC. We're going to say that if you all pass a DC 12 on a group survival check, so we need uh, two of you to beat a 12, then you're going to get away before whomever the fuck that guy in the red vestments was shows up at your door. I got a 12. Okay. I mean, there's one. I got 16. I got a 22. There's three. You all slip into this corridor and Harris Azarun does a final sweep of the room, just ensuring that all of your personal belongings are out of the way. And he manages to kind of reach down and pick up June. I think actually you specifically forgot like a completely mundane thing. What what would June have left behind? What little piece of nothing would she have left behind? One of her zines. Right. <laughs> One of, we see. Stop. Harris, reach down, oh pick up a little justice for the moss <laughs> zine, oh tuck it into his jerkin. She would definitely have so many zines, oh my god. <laughs> and he steps up to the panel behind you all, grabs the dagger, pulls it out, and slips into the hall, and the lights disappear. I think I have dark vision. I think you do. And I also think that you guys are just generally going to be able to, like, make your way down this hallway. Like, Harris is there. You guys are going to be okay. But I think there is a question about where you all are going. These tunnels connect to several major points of the city. And uh, you can use them to get to where they're holding the elephants. You could use them to get to old armories. You could use them to get to the former Colosseum that has been sort of dismantled and turned into refugee housing and support. You could 
use them to get actually outside of town, or at least just. And from any of those places inside of town, you could then also get elsewhere. I mean, Isaac knows this town relatively well, right? Like, there are lots of places where you could hide out. It's up to y'all. Where do you want to go? Is Isaac leading the way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have support from Harris who can navigate these immediate tunnels a little bit better, but you're setting the general direction. Okay, Isaac hasn't used these tunnels in years, and there's one main route that he used them for that um, he would go to. Probably trying to find a way out, but he's using a specific one that him and Dale used very often. Okay, I know which one this is. I know yeah. which one this is. Okay. <laughs> we see you all make it to sort of the edge of this fortress, and uh, everyone, I think, but Harissa and, and Harris sort of push forward, and, and Harris says, this is where I must leave you. Safra. Thank you for, for coming. Of course. I'm so glad I made it on time feel like we've been back in each other's company for less than a month and it's just been nothing but close fucking call after close fucking call. It's getting a little tiresome. Yes, it doesn't rain at course, huh? Not in the desert, huh? <laughs> I think Safra is going to, um, you know how when you kind of like grab someone's like wrist in like a handshake, like a firm sort of like, like that? I think she, she... There's no way in hell she's going to hug her father at this moment, but I think that's the most she can she can do as a sort of a, a sign of, like, thank you and a sort of, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? It's about as awkward as that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen... I'm we don't we don't show emotions. We don't. We don't. Oh, my God. I know that you will be okay. Take care of the others. They're going to need your help. Just make sure those stupid brothers of mine don't get killed, okay? Hmm. They're going to need my help, so... Off we go. And he turns in the darkness and walks away. Alright. Zafra catches up with the group. Ready to be wherever Isaac has led us today. <laughs> you all walk for a while, and I, I, I think that we see Isaac stumbling through 25-year-old memories. Left on the right. This way, this way. <laughs> There's occasionally a moment of doubling back, and at one point you all seem to find yourself in what all of a sudden kind of becomes like a sewer system. Like you've moved out of a tunnel and you take like a left turn and you're on a very narrow path with a channel in between where there's running water for whatever reason. And you all make your way down these corridors for what feels like a while, maybe an hour. And when you see light coming in from the grates above your head, your immediate impulse is, oh, it's morning. We've been scheming and plotting and walking all night long. Then you start to hear cheering. Yeah, we're, we're on the right track, guys. <laughs> Isaac, where are, where are we going? Civilization. Oh, yeah. 
you get closer to this particular grate, you see that there's a ladder going up to it. Uh, Isaac, as you're climbing, you notice that this ladder still is just coated in the rust of dried blood. Uh, oh. Ah, that irony smell. Y'all uh, smell it. Y'all smell that irony smell. I'm coming, baby. <laughs> He's just climbing. Suffering is like civilization, Isaac. Ugh. And the five of you breach into a corner of a basement room artificially lit, filled with people at what must be the world's best advertised secret fight club, the underground of the Dark Abyss. Hi, everyone. It's Patrick, your GM, your best friend, and I need everyone to stop emailing me, telling me how irresponsible Isaac is being in dragging the party to his favorite sporting event while they're being chased by assassins. I know. I agree with you. I understand. He is uncontrollable. He is a force beyond nature, and there's nothing I can do about it. Please stop emailing me. We're going to figure out how all of this plays out in just a second, but I have a few very important announcements for all of you. Number one, and you are probably well aware of this already if you listen to the show even a little bit, but we have started putting out bonus arcs on our Patreon. The first one is a horror three-episode short campaign featuring our good friend T.W. Clausen and GM'd by our very own Cinderblock Sally. It is surreal, it is ethereal, it is eldritch, it's synthy, it's gritty, it's phenomenal. It is available on our Patreon now. If you haven't been a patron yet, you can go to patreon.com slash unbalancedencounters, start a seven-day free trial, and get all three episodes and binge them right away. We've also just released the trailer for our second bonus arc, Old Folks Tome. That one was GM'd by me, and it is a folktale exploring the origins of reincarnation within the world of Astilla, starring one of our most talented friends, Hunter Thompson, better known on TikTok, YouTube, and anywhere that poppet videos are made as one half of Genasi Qua. The first episode is going to be going up for patrons only on August 11th, with the following two episodes coming out every other week until all three have been released. And last, Emily and T.W. Clausen have started an interview show over on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash unbalancedencounters. It's called Random Encounters, and it is an interview format. Half the episode interviews the creator, half the episode interviews one of their characters from their home game, their actual play, their work of fiction. The whole thing is animated by Emily Graymore, and it is unbelievably good. The first episode is out now on our YouTube, where the two of them interviewed Nick Plaisance. Nick, long-term friend of the show, one of our first guests on the bonus arc, The Hateful Fate, delightful in innumerable ways, including his podcast, Delightful Dungeon Diving. So yeah, th there's a lot happening, both in the show, not in the show. Go listen to things, go to our Patreon, go get the bonus arcs, go to our YouTube, subscribe, get all of this bonus content. And now that you're aware of all of that, I'm going to get back to my job making sure that the party doesn't absolutely kill themselves. Or at least making sure that it's funny when they do. All right, bye. Good morning, ladies 
and gentlemen, and welcome to our day-long team deathmatch here at the underground beneath the dark abyss. We are pleased to have such a raucous crowd out here tonight. Please remember that if you are interested in participating in this team deathmatch, all you've got to do is head back to the locker rooms and ask for George. He'll hook you right up. We're going to be starting our first fight here in the next 20 minutes, so find your seat and get ready. It's about to pop off, y'all. And you all make your way into the crowd. <laughs> oh, now, now we're in a safe environment, y'all. And Isaac, the first person he walks by he, that he sees has a beer, snatches it from their hand. Slide hand. No, not that. He's just forcefully going to take it. Athletics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling something, damn it. Uh, 21. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my beer. <laughs> And then just with his with his tusk just pops off the cap and starts drinking. Ah, this 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 is it. This we we made it, y'all. Oh, look, they the fights here. They, the fights are true fights. I haven't seen a true fight in so long. Oh, okay. We'll we'll just hang out here, hang low for a little while, and then we'll we'll get ramen to the elephant, and we'll head up north. Everything will be fine. Look. This is this is our time to finally have some true rest and relaxation. Aren't y'all excited? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea. We are actively being pursued. Oh, I am actively being pursued by the Lord Governor. The rest of you are apparently dodging some kinds of assassins. I get trying to blend into a crowd, but you don't think they're going to just fucking follow us? There's a tunnel connecting the buildings. You don't think they're going to follow us? Well, yeah, sure, they could follow us into a pile of people who are all ready to throw hands at any moment whatsoever. Somebody throws a punch at June, just like randomly. Uh, June, does a 13 break your armor class? No. You dodge out of the way. Uh, and you see that uh, it's just this, like, extraordinarily drunk Goliath man. And he's like, oh, so, sorry about that. Punch her. Punch him. What? I thought, Punch I, him, I, No, I, listen, I'm very sorry. I thought, I thought you were my cousin. He owes me a, he owes me a, he owes me a dollar. Punch him. Uh, she'll, is he pointing at her? Yeah, he's pointing at you. She'll take her finger and point it at his finger and then keep pushing and pushing and pushing him back. Go ahead and roll me an athletic check if you'd be so kind. <laughs> he just falls over. You're trying to beat a five. Cool, it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> and he like falls back into uh, the crowd and the rest of the crowd like just heaves him back to his feet uh, and he you all mill past him. Ladies and gentlemen, our fight's going to be beginning in five minutes. Find your seats, everybody. Arm yourselves with projectiles. We can throw things? Yes. That, that, it, I see it in your eyes, June. Yes. Yes, she sold. She sold on the enjoyment of this. So we're going to be here for a while. Just until, you know, we figure out specifically what's going on, what we're doing, and, and what direction we're going. You know, under the cover of chaos, we'll figure out everything we need to do. All right, so if we're staying here for a little bit, um, Isaac, you should know. Just a little while. Oh, we don't live here now? Okay. 
sarcasm? Really, June? Seems a little bit beneath you. Uh, just so you know, I had a dream about Mama. Oh? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna need, once we get out of here, both Horus and I have a lot to tell you guys. Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe we should, this was a bad idea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting our first fight. Please make sure that your asses are in their seats. It's, it's our, I mean, we, we gotta, we have to get out of there. So do we have to sit down? Oh, well, yeah, because if you, if you stand up, you know, you're more of a target for people throwing <laughs> things, so we should probably find a spot. And at this point, the crowd hushes as we hear a bell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your first intramural Team Deathmatch contestants. In this corner, the 8th Street Scrappers. Uh, and you all see uh, four just like wiry kind of guys come out and, and into this corner. They're wearing sort of tattered cloth, uh, you know, kind of coverings. They've got really short knives. One of them has just like a plank of wood. Does it have a nail in the end? Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. And you you hear like a laugh kind of ripple through the crowd. You you generally get the sense that this is not one of the best teams in this league. And the crowd, again, they kind of laugh through this introduction. And uh, then you see three older men probably kind of around isaac's age you know sort of late middle age and a lot of them look pretty toned um they're all carrying quarter staves right similar to similar to june's and then the fourth person walks out behind them and they have kind of a bandana tied around their head and they have a shield on their back that is held in place by two wooden helping hands that are strapped to their chest. And introducing some newcomers, folks. We got new blood in the ring. Please welcome the Wizards and Oz. Shut up. <laughs> I, I literally, I was waiting for you to say Oz and I was like, do not, do not. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what in the underworld is going on? The bell rings. One of the wizards, quote, from Oz's team, jams their quarterstaff into the ground. Oz puts a foot on it. They flip Oz up and over, and Oz wings the shield down at the front scrapper, and it just, like, sinks into his chest. You hear a visceral crunch, and he goes down onto the ground, coughing up blood. Ooh! Is that Oz? Uh, it looks, it looks like them. Uh, we broke Oz. We did this. This is awful. <laughs> My actions really do have consequences. I just imagine Spink sitting in his chair, like just speaking to the random person next to him. You know, they gave Safra a tattoo. You should see it, it's badass. Oh yeah, really? You yeah. think they give me a tattoo? I think they survive, of course. Hey, you, you gonna finish that? You gonna... No, you want it as, as margaritas, my eighth one. You want one? Oh, thanks. Fucking Mars. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would like Spinks as he chugs this Marg to please roll me a constitution oh, no. saving throw. 
Drunk lizard, drunk lizard, drunk lizard, drunk lizard. Uh, 19 for Sphinx. He's he's okay. He can hold his liquor, I guess. He's been sneaking enough cocktails now to- <laughs> That's true, that's true, that's um, canon. I forgot that that was canon. <laughs> Isaac leans over to guard and he finishes the beer that he stole and he places it in guard's one hand. All right, when I tell you, you're gonna throw that at whoever you want. Guard is gonna look at you with the seriousness of the ages <laughs> and give a deep nod. <laughs> and begin hunting for targets amongst the crowd. <laughs> you all just see Oz has the helping hands above their head, and they're just carrying one of the scrappers around in the helping hands, just like, ah! Get him off! and yeah. the crowd is losing their fucking minds. Uh, yeah! Seeing Oz lift one of the scrappers up, Guard is going to take that as the moment, and he's going to try to huck the mug at the scrapper that Oz is holding in the air. I and he's aiming for he's aiming for right between the eyes. Yeah, uh, please roll me, uh, please roll me a uh, ranged weapon attack if you would be so kind. Twenty three. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. Right between this guy's eyes, you see a little bit of blood, and he just very quickly loses consciousness. Oz spins around to sort of see where it came from. Are you all trying not to be seen or trying to be seen? Well, I feel like if Guard is sitting in a chair, he's still maybe a foot and a half taller <laughs> than everyone seen. else. Because yeah. <laughs> he's pretty much just torso and our head anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, June's got a sign that says Go Oz and like a phone Already finger. painted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isaac's pointing at Guard. <laughs> and Guard is waving. <laughs> Oz is like visibly crest, just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. All right, well, and one of the scrappers, like, dive tackles them, and Oz just gets into, like, a boxing match on the ground and then knocks the guy off and stands back up. Okay, I guess we're doing this now. Fantastic. Can I get a perception check from everyone? 23. 8. 15. 25. On a... 23 and a 25, you both see from over toward where you emerged from the sewers, not in that exact spot, but in that general direction, you both see a couple of Agra Wardens and Guard. You recognize them as the ones that are about to be deployed. If Guard has time and sees this, he is going to grab Isaac by the shoulder hmm? and slam down as hard as he can. <laughs> There are wardens here. Oh, well, everyone, I know this was a wonderful field trip, and we all enjoyed this experience together. The, the, we got to get the hell out of here. Where's June? Go us! <laughs> yeah! All right, I'm making the perception check with advantage. <laughs> Shit. The higher roll is a 13. June, what's your stealth modifier? Plus three. Have those two guards explicitly seen June before? Yeah, uh, yes. I don't know that they know June well. They never had a conversation with her, but like you all were being shuffled from sort of one room to the next in your first introduction to the palace before you got into the war meeting. And you were visible. You were no, it's known who you are. But that is enough of a good argument that I'll let the tie go to the defender here. They don't see you yet. Can I also say as well, um... One of the reasons why Safra has been quiet during this entire kind of shenanigans, <laughs> um, she 
is at the back of the crowd. She's not with the others. So she had distanced herself and was kind of just like, because she was incensed that this was the place Isaac took them <laughs> and yeah. she didn't know what to say or how to deal with it. So the only thing she could do, think of to do was to basically... Perch up. Yeah, get just kind of scan. You see the wardens, you see guard recognize the wardens, you see guard pull everyone but June down to like below head level. <laughs> Your winners in this first match, the Wizards and Oz. Let's hear it for the newcomers, folks. Please make sure that you get another beer. Get those mugs and glasses ready. We're going to be going to the next round here in just a few minutes. Hang on a second. I just want to ask a question here. Like, are wardens generally, like, because they're kind of cops, are they kind of, like, allowed in this? Do people not like them being around? I would say that Isaac and Dale, that they are not supposed to be using those routes to get here. And this would definitely be a secret, like, getaway. So not in uniform. It was exactly what I was thinking. This was a place that you guys snuck out to, not a place that, like, because, yeah, you don't want the cops around. Harissa, as you're trying to figure this out and the crowd sort of hushes at the end of the last fight, you see that these wardens are looking for something. And at that point, they spot June in celebration of Oz. I'm going to turn to, I don't know, the burly Goliath, the drunk one that was kind of around earlier. Sure, he's around now again. Why not? Yeah. Just like, are those cops? Should they be here? Cops? Why are the cops? I don't see. Those two over there. I think they're cops. Uh, You are trying to instigate, right? (laughs) Yes, I am. Yes, that was hopeful. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This This is all I dreamed about. We are going to treat this... as a bit of a skill challenge. You all are going to need a certain number of successes in order to get out of here safely and unseen to where you want to go. And every time you rack up a failure, something bad is going to happen. And if you rack up enough failures, then you're, you're going to fail overall. We are effectively going to do a best five out of seven here. So we need five successes. If you get three failures, that's the ball game. Harissa, right out of the gate. This sounds like a persuasion check to me. I will give it to you at advantage because no cops allowed. It's probably going to be, I'm going to say a DC 15. Okay. (gasps) 15 exactly. (laughs) Yes. I got like, because I've got the minus one. I was like, it's 16. Yes! Oh. Uh, cops! Hey, Jen, there's cops here! We gotta. No, come on, we gotta let somebody know. We gotta tell George or something. And you see a bunch of people start moving in that direction, and the information yes. waves ahead of them a little bit. You can see people cops? are. What? And Ooh. all of a sudden, these wardens have people kind of turning to and on them as they take a bit of a step back. And guard, I'll say you notice that interaction. You notice that all of a sudden the crowd kind of turns on them. The rest of you have a little bit of time to pull this off and get out, but it looks like you're okay for the moment. Uh, I could go next. I would like to use athletics. While we're sort of sitting on the ground, I can sp- I spot the wardens squaring off with some people. I would like to pick up one of the chairs and I would like to sort of catapult it across the room and try to hit one of the wardens with it in such a way that it seems like it was thrown from the crowd. 
<laughs> I'm gonna say you're you're still pretty far away from these wardens. So I'm gonna say that this is a DC 18. If you break a 25, you're gonna knock one of these wardens to the to the floor. All right, here we go. Guard is going to sort of lean over, grab the chair that somebody was sitting in and just kind of overhead, whoop! And that is a natural 20 for a 27. Yes. Oh my God, yes, let's, let's go! go. <laughs> there is a tiny moment yes. and Guard picks up the chair. Guard grabs the chair and everything just goes quiet. And for a second, the blank like palette of his stone face, there's just this little flicker as you can see somewhere inside his animalistic mind is doing like a little bit of quick calculations, some ancient knowledge that is lost to time, a beautiful some sort of arithmetic moment. from some earlier guardian iteration that he no longer has access to, but still is somewhere inside that metamorphic core. And I love it. Boom, he's going to launch the like a like a like a discus. He's going to launch the chair and beam one of the wardens in the head. As this chair hits this man in the head and it explodes into pieces and he goes sprawling out on the ground, blood pooling by the gash in his forehead. He is unconscious for the moment, and the crowd <laughs> starts freaking the fuck out. However, the other warden looks down, looks up, sees guard, and says, Boss, it's the automaton! So you've been spotted, but that was incredibly fucking good. You have straight up a man down, which is very yeah. powerful here. Do I see them now? Oh, God, everyone sees this now. The whole room focuses <laughs> in, and you actually hear the announcer go, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we got a floor fight. Now, this ain't exactly sanctioned, per se, but you know what we say here at the Dark Abyss. All pig is good meat, baby. <laughs> they ain't lying. They ain't lying. They ain't lying. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, as guard, through the chair, I'm going to grab Rami and say, Oh, those pigs. They took my friend's arm. Surely we can't let them just go around doing things like this. Make way, make way. Okay, go ahead and roll me a deception check, if you would be so kind. Uh, we are going to say that you are simply asking people to move out of your way. It's going to be DC 15. You only have to roll a nine to hit this. And I did not. That's an 11. You start moving through the crowd, and the crowd kind of collapses in turns you around and says, no, nah, man, they're that way. They're that way. The pigs are that way. Come on, let's go get them. That is the first failure. The crowd has trapped you in a big ring that is not, they're not going to let you out the back way, right? You are going to have to go through the wardens to get out of here now. Out the front door. Out the front door. That's our first failure. We still need three successes. I'm going to look for some creatures scurrying amongst the floor rats. You, you see the occasional capybara, like, <laughs> rushing kind of through That's people's, right. in between people's legs. All right. I'm going to reach into Isaac's pack. I'm going to reach into Isaac's pack, and I'm going to pull out a ration. 
I'm gonna crumble it up in my hand. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Mama's biscuits! And I'm gonna throw it scattered across the ground <laughs> to try to create an insurgence of capybaras running around causing more chaos that we can take advantage of. We want one of those capybara swarms That's like we had in that The best thing I've ever heard. Anyway. Uh, can I make an animal handling check? Yes. Yes, you can. Amazing. This is going to be, I'm going to say, this is a bit of a long shot, but I'm also not going to, you're not doing it at disadvantage or anything. You're just, there's, <laughs> you're not sure whether or not there will be more capybara where these few come from. So this is going to be a DC 20 Jesus. All right. animal I handling accept, check. I accept, I accept. What, what's your modifier? Plus four. You got to get a 16 uh, or higher. All right. I can do that. Easy. Oh, no, dang. 16. You see that some capybara do descend on these crumbs and some of the patrons of the Dark Abyss are like, oh, God, and they move out of the way a little bit, but you do not get the wave that you are hoping for. And as a matter of fact, it kind of unifies and pushes people together a little bit closer, making it even harder to get out the back way. Uh, So that is a fully closed exit option. Two out of the three possible failures. At this point... Does anyone have a passive perception above 15? Yes. Harissa, from up where you are, kind of at the back of the rafters, you see a man kind of up as far as you, pushing through the crowd. They don't seem to see him. The crowd doesn't see him? They just keep moving around him. Are they wearing red? Red vestments. Ah, disgusting! All right, okay. I mean, obviously, I as a player know this is bad news bears. Harissa has an inkling this is bad news bears. We're going to go to June, because June has (laughs) a thing to do. Uh, I'm going to pull out my balsam bolt, and she's going to lean over to the group and say, all right, we're going out the front. That seemed to be the only way. Okay. Okay. I want to, yeah, I want to take a shot at the guy that's still, the guard that's still up, and try to restrain him. And I'm going to use the um, restraining resin. Yeah, I'm going to give you advantage on this check because of the crop. So go ahead and make, uh, yeah, just an attack with advantage. So that's a 14. I'm sorry, June. I'm sorry, June. Their AC is 15. Fuck! The bolt (laughs) into the ground, and he focuses in your direction and takes a person in front of him, lifts him, and swings into the crowd (laughs) to knock a few people down, and then just shoulder charges in. That is our third failure. And Harissa, I need you to make me a perception check. 23. Oh, fuck me. That's real good. This man is going to be rolling stealth. For this roll, he gets a plus 12. Plus 12? He has disadvantage on this roll. He cast a pass without a trace on himself. Disadvantage number on the lower die was a four. Plus 12 is 16. On a 23, Harissa, you see him pull his hand around his head and a red shimmering mist whips up around him and you lose definition of his outline, but you do not lose him as he takes two massive steps forward vanishes, and then reappears about six feet in front of you. In front of me? He's coming towards me? I thought he was going towards the others. Holy shit. All right. And I need everyone to please roll me initiative. Fuck. Oh, there's the natural 20. Fuck this game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friends. 
Isaac, you are up first in the initiative order. Oh God, I'm usually last. (laughs) (laughs) You have just seen one of the wardens push their way into the crowd. That is all that you are focused on because that is the direction of the exit. What do you do? We're going to do a channel divinity nature's wrath. Uh, Isaac, in this chaos, is just going to reach into the air and just pull at the air, and the roots will attempt to pull down at this individual to keep them and restrain them at where they are. DC 14. That's a 12. These vines reach up around his ankles and calves and just pin him in place. What the fuck? Quick, everyone, beat him while he's down. And then we're going to try to run. <laughs> go ahead go ahead and give me a persuasion check uh, at advantage, please. That's a 16. The crowd turns on this man uh, and starts to dogpile in. Uh, yeah. It is the crowd's turn. I'm just going to roll a little check. All paladins are bad. The, the crowd starts beating on this guy, but they don't seem to be doing a ton at the moment. You see that they kind of collapse in, but in that way that a crowd can kind of get in its own way. Only a few punches are really landing in any meaningful way. Harissa? Yes, I'm scared. I need a saving throw. Just another episode of Patrick trying to kill his wife. <laughs> Classic D&D. Harissa. You see this man kind of notice that you have seen him. Oh, goodness. All right, I suppose you can see me. Well, that's inconvenient, you goddamn tinine. All right, we'll do this the hard way. (gasps) So racist. And he (laughs) grinds his fist, and you feel the veins in your arm about to burst. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh my god. A 13? That beat the DC by (gasps) one. Oh my god. (laughs) You feel your arm slam down to your side and the veins pulse and throb and pound and then you wrench yourself free of this spell and he goes Ugh, please don't make me get out the mace I think it in obviously like uh, an element of shock as well just, damn Tanin fuck this guy she's going to pull one of the daggers out from uh, her belt and just try and sort of like get past him make a little stab on the way because she wants to try and get to the others and I think he's in the in the path of that uh, go ahead and make me a dagger attack 17 uh, that does not hit <gasps> a 17 doesn't hit oh no oh. get in man beefy okay you are going to take an opportunity attack does a 19 break your armor class yes it does okay you take three points of bludgeoning damage mm-hmm. as his hand slams into your throat and you are stopped. Your movement speed is reduced to zero. Oh, he has that. Uh, I really do hate to leave loose ends. That's movement, action, bonus action? 
I would like Sphinx. I don't think he quite knows what's happening with Harissa right now, so I don't want to metagame that. Um, I would like him to rip a bit of cloth off of someone nearby. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Stick it in a bottle. <laughs> the chaos. Oh, my God. <laughs> Done. Let's oh go. <laughs> Done. 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 And say to the guy who gave him the mug, Hey, you want to see a trick? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> He's going to light it on fire and then toss it into the crowd. <laughs> into the crowd? <laughs> into the crowd? Yes. That's what she said. Yes. Let's fucking go. The chaos. The I need to just run. Towards the policeman. I need to just, okay, well, I'm going to ask you which one in a second here, but right here I need to just inject the fucking Brennan Lee Mulligan quote of Emily is perhaps one of the greatest DD players of all time, but she was also sent from hell to kill me. He's not particularly aiming, but just in the vague direction. That's so funny. Oh, they automatically feel deck saves uh, because they're restrained and unconscious. So if you would be so kind as to <laughs> please die. roll me, we're going to say uh, this is as per alchemist fire. Uh, so go ahead and roll a d6. It's a six. It's awesome. <laughs> From Spinks' perspective, you just hear absolute uproarious chaos. <laughs> All right, June, it's your turn. <laughs> June's going to watch Mr. Spinks in absolute awe. You're like, damn. And then she's going to look around to Harissa to be like, did you see that? And not notice Harissa. You can find Harissa. You glance, 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 glance. You find Harissa. Yes, there's no way that you're missing her. She's very conspicuous. I do need you to roll me a perception check, though. It's 19. Uh, A 19 does that. You see this man hand on Harissa's throat. Whoa, dude. At the bar? Whoa, dude. Whoa, uh, I'll tap the others and point, and then I want to I want to use my movement to get to that guy, get behind him, and smack him over the head with my quarter staff, two handed. That's a twenty two. That hits. Yay! All right, and I want to. I also want to do a stunning strike. Con save. That's a ten. Nice. Yes. Nice. On the huge. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. It's eleven. Uh, do you want to take another swing? I want to go for his arm. Yeah, to get it off Harissa. You're going to get advantage because he's stunned. Okay, so 18. Uh, and 18 just hits. The five points of damage. Okay, five dammies. Five dammies. Um, and then I would very much like to hit him with uh, a flurry of blows. You get advantage on all of these. Dang. Okay, 21. That hits. That's five. That second one, it's a nat 20. That's a crit. Go ahead and roll uh, double damage dice. Okay, so that's 11. 11, cool. Great. And I want to extract aspects if possible. You... Beat the ever-loving shit out of this guy, dealing Boy, approximately my girl. half his health in one round. Amazing. And you see the bonds that tie this man to the world, the wireframe that makes up his being. As you focus in, 
concentrate your righteous anger into intention, caution, awareness. You see your breath moving through you into the world, that pulse into him and down and out. Extract Aspects, I believe, gives you... All of its damage vulnerabilities, damage resistances, damage immunities, and condition immunities. And at least an episode worth of backstory, right? So that's also on there. <laughs> you learn that this individual has no damage immunities or resistances, has one condition immunity in that he is immune to being frightened, and you see something else. The wireframes that make up the vast majority of the creatures that you interact with are the energy moving through them. It's a decidedly inorganic shape. It is one that is made up of intention and awareness and connection. It's geometrical more than it is brachial. But every now and then, as you watch a little pulse of light, shimmer through this man's wireframe, you see that it is underlaid with a mesh of mycelia-like roots. And I think that's June's turn. I think so. Yeah, I mean, fair. That was, was, a, that was a good-ass turn. Yeah, dang. We are, we are there, baby. We got our monk. We're doing it. Yes. Okay, standing strike. Guard. Do I see all of this happening? Yeah. <laughs> Guard is going to all in one movement, slowly get to his feet, march right through the crowd, taking out his axe as he's marching through the crowd, picking up momentum as he runs through the room, and then he's going to rage as he is running, and then swing his axe down onto this jabroni. I'm going to ask you for an athletics check. This is going to be relatively low DC, and you are going to make it at advantage for raging, but you need to break a 12 to not have this be difficult terrain. 27. I trample people as I march <laughs> through. Like three dead, Ow. eight injured. They're not good, guys. We're good. Everything's good. Uh, guard, go ahead and make this attack at advantage, please. Uh, 17. That misses. 18. Just. Uh, 10 plus 6 plus 2, uh, 18 damage as I swing down at him with my axe, it crackling with yes. Demoiselle's energy. Guard, you see him in this stunned and kind of dazed space, sort of wavering back and forth, his knees kind of giving way, covered in bruises. He kind of slurs a little bit as he looks up at your encroaching axe and says... Ugh, I do not want to get blood on this outfit. And he grabs the blade of your axe with his gloved hand, and you see that it, like, the pulses and throbs. The visual that I want here is very much the arm from Princess Mononoke that is, like, demonically pushing back against this axe. And you see that this takes a huge amount of effort from him. Like, he is taking damage doing this, but he is holding your axe in place. And then as your swing follows through, he lets it slam into the ground. You did all of that damage, but you did not leave a mark on him. That's movement bonus and action from guard. I believe that's going to be your turn. 
Ugh. This is so much more tedious than I was hoping it was going to be. Fine. And he vanishes. Is anyone still watching the restrained guard? Spinks, probably. Isaac. Uh, Spinks and Isaac can roll me a perception check. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm rolling some good perception tonight. 15. <laughs> okay. That's good uh, for Isaac. Spinks only got a seven, so he can't see through all the legs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Our short king. Isaac, you see this guard stand abruptly as if being wrenched up kick off the vines that are binding him to the ground and throw himself backwards into the crowd as if being dragged and then vanish. And with that, we're going to end initiative. And at this point, Isaac, from kind of behind you, you hear, Isaac, what the hell are you doing here? (gasps) What the fuck is going on? Hey! Um, Hi. You, I didn't know you could scrap like that with a vibe and a weave and look at yeah, you. Yeah, listen, old habits die hard. Um, I had to put yep. myself through university somehow, yeah? Can we that figure out what the fuck is going on? Okay, Um, to respect the boundaries that you made earlier, Oz, I'm not going to tell you a damn thing, and I'm going to wish you the best of success for yourself. Okay, well, y'all should maybe get the fuck out of here, because this yeah, is going to that- break pretty badly. That, that that was good, the plan. I just got to get get our rides ready. Um, uh, CJ, do you mind? And he's talking out loud, even though it's t- telepathically that he can do oh this. Oh, God. Here we go again. Oh, no. Oh, CJ, Lord. if you could bring the colonel with you and uh, get to my location, we're going to have to do a, 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 a drive-by of sorts, if you be so kind. I can speak to him. It says a mile radius. Yeah. you Sure. Sure. In the stables. Why not? A hundred percent. All right, Chief, I'll be there in a moment. Let's go for a five star, yeah? A, a five, what? Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, Isaac, I, I don't know what, you're doing a whole bit with yourself here right now. Um, uh, Spinks, good to see you. Uh, Hi. Do you guys need help getting out of here? By the champion of the Dark Abyss? Of oh, course, Lord. it'd be an honor. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, if you could not mention this to anyone, I'd really appreciate it. Let's get out of here. My lips are sealed. When have I been the one to tell a secret? Oz is like reorienting these new double kind of helping hands into like a wedge shape. And they just start bulldozing their way through the crowd, like parting them around the the wedge of the, these helping hands. By the way, where's uh, where's, where's where's Harissa and June? Where's Guard? I, th- I think they're just handling business back there. You know them. Always running off on adventures and whatnot. Lord. Uh, the three of you, we're going to come back to the three of you, see Isaac starting to move his, make his way through the dense crowd back toward the back wall of this room. Uh, I think I'm catching my breath. <sighs> and I'm going to pick up Harissa, who's clearly very much out of breath. Up you go. <laughs> She's just like, oh, hi, to like, the other girl on the other shoulder. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the whole hell of an evening. I, um, do you guys always do things quite this chaotically? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, that elephant. We need to see a man about an elephant as soon as is humanly possible. I haven't heard that one before. And you all <laughs> close in behind Oz and make your way to the back room where Oz throws open a locker room door. 
All right, everybody, get in. Come on. I just, I think Sphinx is feeling a bit guilty. They're like, don't tell anybody about, uh, about me. And Sphinx is like, because <clears throat> he told like everyone who would listen, like, oh yeah, that's Oz gave the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, that's so funny oh my god is that the person who gave the tattoo that's like the so tattoo so artist so funny. all right now that you've all been making jokes at my expense can we get in the room sorry oh, right. so, so and you all find yourselves in this locker space and oz points to you know those windows that are at the street level to let light into subterranean spaces that are like very small and they're set up at inches from the roof. Mm-hmm. Oz is like, that's going to be your best way out. You should just about fit uh, guard. <laughs> My arm will fit through that. <laughs> Maybe. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I can make a bigger hole. That honestly might be less conspicuous than trying to leave through the front. This this window leads out to an alleyway. Nobody, it's like six thirty in the morning. Nobody should be out there. It should be relatively quiet. You can punch the window, guard. Do what you do, guard. I believe in you. Isaac's already climbing through it. You got this, guard. Huh? I'm just gonna move on. To it. Come on, Mr. Sphinx. <laughs> Rami, cover your face. We'll help Rami up. Like Harissa and her uh, and Rami will get up and out, and we'll pull her through. And we're waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> June scampers through. I imagine that guard starts running for the window and everyone just jumps off. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Guard, are you trying to just like bust through this this window, bust through this space? Okay, go ahead and- I'm literally just uh, jumping out the window. Please roll me that (laughs) athletics check. But I'm not opening the window as I do it. I'm jumping through it. (laughs) He is Kool-Aid manning through this oh window. yeah please please roll me an athletics <laughs> check i'm gonna give this to you an advantage because i think we're still within the tight time frame of rage so. okay uh 17 yes <laughs> so i'm imagining that guard is like r- just starts sprinting runs up at like a 45 degree angle kind of like superman punches through the window Amazing. and as he comes out he like hits a carriage that's like crossing the street and the whole carriage just kind of goes <laughs> At six in the morning. Chaos. <laughs> At six thirty in the morning. It's. I, I think we have to. I think we have to respect the tradition. I think that the cabbage purveyor is. <laughs> oh yeah. Cabbage yeah. purveyor. At it again. Six in the morning. <laughs> you all find yourselves in an absolutely chaotic scene on this street. You know that you are being pursued by wardens. You know that you are being pursued by some spooky fucking man in red vestments who seemed to be able to just vanish out of combat when things weren't going his way. You assume that someone is going to take issue with this absolutely demolished fucking carriage at some point when the cabbage purveyor regains consciousness. (laughs) Out cold. I love it. (laughs) CJ pulls up into the alley you see that uh the colonel is standing kind of on the main road um speak with animals go for it uh colonel i believe i have your uh compatriot with me no oh, yes sir yes, quite 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 uh, the uh yeah the the, the 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 driver woman yes am i to uh re- retain, retain her charge for the time being yes sir. no you do what you want you're, you're your own person uh, so you have all independence of the situation um, don't listen to anything that she says and do what you please or you can follow us along on our way to our fabulous journey incredible uh, you 
need to, need to roll me. Is this persuasion or animal handling? I think it's persuasion. This is, yeah, that's why I did speak with animals so I could do persuasion. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's persuasion. <laughs> okay, that's a 11. Yeah, I have to. I have to throw the curveball. No, I have yeah. to throw. I have to honor the failure on curve the die. Curve it up, man. Curve mm-hmm. it. Everybody loves a good curve. Uh, well, um, free of my, my charges, uh, uh, this uh, fine fine young boy has let, let me out of the, the stables. I uh, I do believe that I shall try to reunite with my clan. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate all of your services. Goodbye. And he storms away. Oh, without it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel Sorry. like Isaac was shaking his trunk, like out of respect for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, salutes him, of course, because he's a higher rank than Isaac. Uh, and then as he starts walking away, he's like, "So, Isaac, what in the fuck was that about? You had a chance to hop on. I thought you were just gonna. I give you that. I got the elephant here. Do you Why know how you? to mount an elephant? It's not just a hop on kind of process." I mean, when we were fighting, you did a lot of hopping all over the place, so I just assumed... And it oh, lost me my arm! This is true. Okay, um... I, I guess you... I, I, I guess you're another elephant. There's, there's tons of them everywhere. Another one. Jesus. <laughs> it's like a hamster just died. All right. Get you another one. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. New plan. Not only do you owe me a replacement mount... You owe me one of equal or greater value. There's no one as equal as the colonel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm gonna have to find a brigadier, Jesus. You're going to have to work this off. You understand that, Axtormer? Okay. And I am going to be with you until you fucking do. Uh, and she walks over to the riding bird that was towing this, this carriage, this cabbage carriage. And she kneels down, kind of gives it a couple pats on the head come on, wake up wake up come on come on up you get up you get i'm sorry she's she's in a mood i apologize cabbages nope that's not your job anymore boss <laughs> i uh still have to speak with animals <laughs> yep. i was like what <laughs> <laughs> uh 10 minutes and Rami kind of rolls her eyes in Isaac's direction and throws herself on this riding bird and just kind of collapses against its neck. Let's go. Off we get. And the riding bird starts hopping away. And Oz, before you all rush away, pushes something up through the window and says, I have an extra. Give it to her. And Aww. it is one of those helping hands locked into a That's shield. Cool. Into a shield, cool. Oz, you're one of a kind. Yeah, so I'm learning. And Rami kind of reaches down with her good arm. Oh, this is pretty cool, huh? Look at the fucking craftsmanship on this. Very talented, yes. We'll consider this a down payment. <clears throat> yes. Straps herself in with this buckler kind of defending her chest and says, all right, where to? Isaac turns to his captain. Well, looks like we are off to hunt some mothers, huh? That's a weird turn of phrase. <laughs> Listen, 
This is not the weirdest thing I've ever said, nor will it be the weirdest thing I've ever said. <sighs> Let's go. Into the desert. Into the desert. All right, well, I hope you all have provided yourself with some mounts. It seems like uh, Axe Drummer and I are taken care of. What are you talking about? And Isaac's trying to get, like, the, him, June, Mr. Sphinx, and Saffron on to CJ the same. <laughs> Y'all don't want to... We, we don't want to do it. Someone can ride on my shoulders. Oh, oh, me, me, please. I want to. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of being short. I imagine Sphinx like curls up on the very top of uh, <laughs> of Guard's head and it almost makes it look like there's like a crown. Like his head in the middle, his little furrow's like <laughs> coming out. <laughs> it's like a, like a crown with a little like bow in the middle, but it's just Sphinx's face. <laughs> fucking fanciest turban you've ever seen. God damn. <laughs> and we see the camera pan out as your crew makes its way to the desert and we hear Rami say, does anyone actually know where we're going specifically? Well, I had a, I had a dream. Hi, Sam Oliver here. We sure hope you enjoyed this episode of Unbalanced Encounters. It sure was fun and in no way emotionally traumatizing. <laughs> Shout out to our new patrons, Neo Patel, Sue, Sean Armand, and Vector169. And of course, a big thank you to our rally defenders, Dark Steel Panda, Darlene Wallace, Elderberry, GamerTube HD, Katie Kirby, and Lord Dreamer. Thank you so much for your support. We love you. And remember, trees are super fucking cool. <laughs> okay, bye.